This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Oh, man, what a wild ride today was. Uh, great show. Inspiration. Uh, you know, a touch of... Uh, and a lot of comedy um, and some great guests. Bill O'Reilly is with us today. Uh, primetime Alex Stein uh, talks about Jeffrey Epstein. Fascinating and funny conversation. Um, and uh, all that and so much more on Friday's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Also, Pseudos America, available in your feed every day. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You can save 10 bucks off of Blaze TV. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a lot uh, to do today. I'm going to show you some things from this week from a couple of hearings that I just, I mean, I cheered. We are actually starting to find a spine in this country. And that is so great. So great. However, we have to do more than cheer and yell at people. (laughs) And when I say yell at people, I'm going to play some things where It was insane. Well, you know, let me start here. Let me just start with this because you'll understand how good it feels. Uh, Let's uh, go to uh, cut eight with Senator Hawley talking to uh, the uh, person that is is going to be the our national archivist. Now, remember, the National Archives should just be somebody collecting all of the stuff and preserving it, okay? I don't want a political ideologue. I don't even, I don't, I, shh. I want somebody that nobody even cares to meet, okay? It's like, yeah, you're going to have to meet the archivist just to, you know, get that paper and, oh, they're so boring. Uh, but just tolerate it because the uh, stuff in the vault is really cool, okay? That's who I want, but that's not who we're getting. Remember, the National Archives are now saying this document here is very triggering. Yes, if you're King George the Third, it shouldn't be triggering to you now. But I don't know. The National Archives, it's kind of dicey. So who do we have? We have somebody who is a lefty. And on the second Uh, hearing in the Senate, uh, she was kind of caught in a little trap because on her first one, they had some uh, tweets from her that were like, you know who I just hate? All Republicans. I mean, just crazy stuff that she tweeted out. And so she made her uh, Twitter feed private the day before she went to, uh, uh, to the hearing. And they only had a couple of her tweets, and they were going to use them 
Um, but they only had a couple of them that they had printed off because she left it all open. Then the night before, she closes it down so they don't have everything. So Holly asks her, can you, def- can you tell me what's, what's on your tweets? I mean, you closed it down. We have two of them here. What's on your tweets? And she was under oath. Well, she was back. And I would just like to say, Senator Hawley, I, I mean, whatever you need, whatever you need. I mean, if you need my wife to make you some lasagna, bring it over. I'll personally put it on the fork and feed it to you if that's what makes you happy. This exchange made me very happy. Dr. Shogan, when you were here last year, a number of senators asked you, including me, a series of questions about article you'd written, public statements you had made on social media that were, I have to say, pretty grossly partisan, and I thought offensive, and you and I went back and forth about it. After that, a number of us asked you questions for the record relating to these statements. I want to follow up on one of them. I, in particular, asked you to give us a full accounting of the public posts that you had made on Twitter. You had locked your Twitter account before you came before this committee. It had been previously been public. I asked you to provide the, the public posts that had previously been available on Twitter because the ones that we have were pretty disturbing. You responded as follows, and I quote, my personal Twitter account is comprised of posts about my mystery novels, events at the White House Historical Association, Pittsburgh sports teams, travels, and my dog. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, your Twitter posts then that I was asking you about. On February 18th, 2022, You posted on Twitter bemoaning the dropping of mask requirements for children, including those under the age of five. Do you remember that post? No, Senator. Those tweets were in my personal capacity. Uh, No, 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 no. I asked you, (laughs) would you give all public posts that you had made on Twitter? Mm -hmm. You said no, effectively, and you said that your Twitter posts consisted of mystery novels, events at the White House Historical Association, Pittsburgh sports teams, travels, and my dog. And you just told me now under oath that you stood by that. So now let's talk about your Twitter posts. On February 18th, 2022, you posted bemoaning the fact that mask requirements for children under the age of five, one of whom I happen to have, by the way, had been dropped. Is that a post about your dog or sports teams? My social media is in my personal capacity. Answer my question, please, because you've testified under oath that you only posted about your dog and sports teams and novels, and you also said you wouldn't give this committee any of your public posts. So is your post on February 18th, 2022, bemoaning the lifting of mask requirements for children under the age of five, who I might just ask all of the data has said is extremely harmful to children, these mask requirements? We'll leave that aside for now. Is that a post about your dog, or sports teams? Yes or no? My social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. Yes or no, Ms. Shogan. You are under oath before this committee, and I have to say, you have placed this issue squarely in record by repeatedly refusing to answer. Yes or no? I love you. My personal, my social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. So you're not answering my question. Let's talk about another post. 26th of May, 2022, You talk about an assault weapons ban, retweet a post, ban assault weapons now. Say you agree with this idea that uh, you have to be a certain age to buy so-called assault weapons in America. Is that a post about sports teams or your dog or mystery novels? 
My social media is in my personal capacity, Senator. And I have to say, I have been here for four years in the Senate. I have never seen a witness stonewall like this before. Never. <laughs> I've seen a lot. This is extraordinary. I mean, this is unbelievable. And you want to be the archivist of the United States. You lied to us under oath. You lied to us in your QFRs. You just lied to me a second ago under oath, and now you're sitting here stonewalling, not answering questions about public posts that you've made. Dr. Shogun, I'm gonna ask you again. Will you give to this committee your public posts on Twitter? Will you make them available to this My committee? social media is in my personal capacity. Mr. Chairman, I have to tell you, this is the most extraordinary thing I have seen in my brief time in the Senate. I have never seen a witness blatantly lie under oath like Dr. Shogun has just done to this committee, stonewalled this committee, and just repeatedly refused to answer my questions about her own posts that are in public. For these reasons, I will oppose your nomination, and I strongly, strongly urge this committee to take action on this and force this witness uh, to, to own up to the fact that she is, <sighs> she is misleading us right now before our eyes, Mr. Sharp. I mean, don't you love him? Now, here's the thing I want to point out. That was a shortened version. The, the, the long version is like eight minutes, and it is so satisfying. It is so satisfying. He's the first person that I have heard. I shouldn't say that. There's a, uh, this has been a good week for this kind of stuff. Uh, that, have, that are actually holding people's feet to the fire. Now, it makes no difference if it's all just words. And let me tell you why. There is a great McIntyre opinion piece on The Blaze today. Media acceptance of the lab leak theory is the turning of the COVID ratchet. This is the, this is the most important uh, uh, opinion piece that I have read on why the COVID leak is coming out and what does it all mean. They, he, he writes... Um, if you thought this monumental collapse of credibility, this sudden implosion of certainty of the science would give the media moments hesitation, you were sadly mistaken. The progressive chattering class spent their days forcing the American public to pretend that men could become women at cultural gunpoint. Science was never the lodestone of truth. They are not undergoing some sort of dramatic uh, crisis here. While some would expect a little more coordination between the regime and its media arm to create a smoother narrative transition, this trailing uh, uh, dialectic serves its own purpose. Our ruling elite secure pa uh, power through constant invocation of the state of exception. In theory, we live in a democracy where the power of the government is constrained through the structure of the Constitution and the will of the people. In practice, however, both limiting factors can be removed in the case of an emergency. A cunning leader knows that power, once granted, is rarely returned, and it is very difficult for the public to hold anyone accountable after the fact. When an emergency presents the opportunity to achieve power under the state of exception, it is always best to manufacture the narrative to secure that power as quickly as possible and then make the adjustments later after the power is firmly in hand. The pandemic allowed for the creation of an indefinite state of exception. 
during which the regime could lock down its political opponents, unleash its own supporters to punish those who opposed them. Churches, gyms were shuttered, abortion clinics, Walmarts were deemed essential. Uh, leftist corporate allies like Amazon required near, acquired near monopoly on, Cong- uh, on commerce while their local retail competition was driven into bankruptcy. Trump supporters were forced to attend uh, the funerals of their loved ones on Zoom, while Joe Biden voters drank champagne in the streets to celebrate his election. Politics, after all, is about rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. Um, He goes on to uh, Trump and The View, etc., etc. But what we are now observing is the process by which our ruling elite consolidate the power they gained while reconciling their narrative to something that more closely resembles reality. Bit by bit, the powers have had to admit the truth behind most of the conspiracy theories that they so violently attacked. This, so, this slow drip of truth is not some admission of failure or culpability. It is instead designed to turn the political ratchet. Conservatives and COVID skeptics get to feel vindicated. We have a moment of, aha, I told you so. Yet nothing changes. The power isn't taken back. No one serves a punishment for the crime we must understand that what holly just did there is so satisfying what ted cruz and holly did uh this week to uh merrick garland is just i mean it was almost i mean you could rate that as a porn we should go through that at some it point was so good it was so good Hauk uh, incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll play this. We'll play a cut if you, if you if you haven't heard it yet. But it was so good. But it means nothing without teeth. They try. Um, uh, who was it? I want to say it was Biggs. Was it the Biggs Amendment that was trying to go after Mayorkas? And all of the Republicans have all said, "This is out of control. This is crazy." Well, there are two bills to impeach him in a Republican House, and they are a long way from getting anybody to sign on. There's like 41 sponsors. That's it. Wait, excuse me. Someone must pay the price for what is happening in our society or nothing changes. You can feel vindicated, you can feel good, you can yell at people, but it doesn't change anything. That woman should not be in the, as the archivist for multiple reasons, but she should pay some price for lying under oath. They're all doing it. If they don't punish those people, why would you care? Why would you care? What meaning does your testimony even have? You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Donald Trump.
Trump Jr.'s uh, MXM, it's a news app uh, like uh, Apple News, has the bank, PNC, has just ended their business relationship without cause. Donald Trump Jr. is with us now to talk about it. Uh, hello, Don. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? Well, I'd be better if this crap wasn't happening. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't stop, Glenn. It's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, think about this. I created an app because for years they've been telling us, build your own. Yep. So then you do, and then Amazon Web Services throws you off, or Apple won't let you be on their app store, or Google won't put you on. But we're on Google, and we're on Apple, and MXM, and all of this is a news aggregator app, right? So I looked on it this morning, and there was an article from the New York Times on there. There was something from Breitbart. There was stuff from The Blaze. We take everything. Uh, I, you know, I went through the Hunter Biden nonsense. I saw what they did to me for years, and I see how he is an angel. And I understand I'm not the great citizen that Hunter Biden is, but I wanted to make sure <laughs> that people actually had the opportunity to see all of the news, not just what big tech deems to be important enough to show on Apple News or Correct. on Google's homepage or, you know, the craziness that happens in search. And so I built my own with a friend. And again, we show all sides. Again, we have leftists, we had, I think, mediaite on there, not exactly conservative-friendly, but we let everyone read everything and, and choose themselves. So Correct. we get a, I send my buddy to, he's going to the bank, my partner in, in the MXM, and they go, you have zero account balance. I mean, it's a small business, but we had, you know, three-quarter of a million-dollar operating budget in there, and there's zero there. We thought we were hacked. We go to the bank, what's going on? Oh, oh yeah, we've, there's, a, there's a cashier's check being mailed to you. You'll get it in a day or two. They just closed out our account, sent us three quarters of a million dollars on our cashier's check money back. They didn't even call, Glenn. Uh, and if they can do that to me, who won't they do it to? I mean, that's the insanity of the world that we live. It, it wasn't like we're creating news that, is, that they don't like. We're literally just taking what's out there and making sure that everyone has an equal chance to see everything and formulate their own opinion. And PNC Bank, a major bank, just does that. So the, if they'll do that to me, who, who won't they do it to? Meaning, you know, I have some pretty powerful friends. I know I, the Speaker of the House was tweet, you know, t- retweeted my tweet last night saying this is outrageous. Like, you know, if they'll do it to me, knowing my soapbox, knowing my ability to get it out there, who won't they do it to? It, it, it's, it's lunacy, and that's why it's so important uh, we push back in sort of this patriot economy that's emerging. I mean, people are like, what are you talking about at CPAC? It's like, well, I was going to talk politics, but the reality, like, is if we're not playing in this game, it, it doesn't matter. And it, it comes to, you know, coincidentally, the week uh, that my buddy Michael Seifert is taking uh, his company, Public SQ, public, a, a, a listing of all the conservative businesses that in, you know, all over the country, where you can find businesses that believe in your values, businesses that won't cancel you, businesses that actually sign off on those things. And honestly, you're going to be spending your money anyway, Glenn. You might as well be spending it with oh, people I know. who share your values. Put their kids through hockey practice or whatever it is. But I will tell you, Don, with the insanity and the people that hate you. And you know this because you just experienced those people will also come under attack if you don't stop this with the banks. I don't know if you know this, but I have been pushing for fair access laws. Uh, and we've been traveling to state to state to try to get the Republicans to understand that you're not telling people how to do business. You're telling people they can't collude and use other things other than finances. Look, if, if you were a credit 
problem or whatever, which clearly are not. If you were a credit problem, well, then maybe. But they would tell you that. They, these fair access laws mean that if a bank or an institution cancels you, they must um, say what it was that caused them to cancel. And if it's anything other than uh, credit, then you can sue them. But yeah, well, that's the point. Of it. I mean, we didn't even get a call. It, there wasn't a reason. They just said, oh, we don't want to do business with you. And, and again, it, it's not like I'm out there creating quote unquote fake news. Now, I think we've all seen a lot of fake news that turned out to be 100 percent correct, like the Wuhan lab leak theory that, you know, uh, finally, uh, you know, the Department of Energy and the FBI admit, you know, the most obvious cause from moment one was actually the cause. I'm shocked. Glenn. I'm shocked to hear this. But, mm-hmm. you know, they would cancel you for saying that for the last few years. And that's the sort of battle that we're in, probably more more important than almost everything in politics, other than perhaps we have to start ballot harvesting. Otherwise, none of it matters because we'll never win another election again. Uh, we have to start legal bar- b- uh, ballot harvesting. We must do yeah. that. And shame on the GOP yeah. for not uh, going there. Um, so PNC, by the way, if you have a PNC account, you should take your money out of it today. Find a local bank that's not doing these things. Um, by the way, what is the 1792.com? What was that uh, that website we talked about recently that shows all the banks and their risks on doing these kinds of things? But you should take your yeah, money out. But, and, but just don't take your money I, I out today. Make sure Square. you tell PNC why. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I mentioned Public Square. By, by total coincidence, my buddy's taking his company public that is a, a listing of all the conservative businesses around the country. He's from California, and he got sick of going to a coffee shop, spending his hard-earned money on a business that's donating back to Planned Parenthood or some lunatic leftist cause. And so he started this basically business board. If you go to publicsq.com, you can find all the businesses that share your values, whether at home or abroad. And again, if you're going to be spending your money anyway, give it to a company that shares your values. We have to start playing this game. They can't cancel 175 million Americans, Glenn, but uh, if we don't get involved, if we don't take the effort to do those kinds of things, they're going to keep making the money, taking your money, using it against you, uh, and fighting this way. I mean, if, again, if it can happen to me, it, it can happen to anyone. And more importantly, if they're dumb enough to do it to someone with, like, my soapbox, uh, they could care less about you, and, and they'll do just that. So we all have to collectively get in that game uh, and push back. I mean, PNC is a major bank, and someone had the great, yeah, we're just going to send it back. Like, we're like, what, what did we do? Did we spread anything that was inaccurate? We're not creating anything new, so it's not, we're just putting stuff that's out there by other mainstream media well, publications. Wait a minute, hang on just a second. When, wait, when does a bank become the arbiter of truth? Even if you were putting things out that they said were untrue, there's been a lot of lies from the government. And the government has called us liars for pointing it out. When does the bank get to decide? I'm doing a transaction with you. You are taking my money. I'm paying you to do these services for me. It's all about our money. That's our relationship. At no time do you have the right to go, oh, well, you're, I saw that story and we should cancel you. Are you kidding me? Well, 100%. We, we saw that a couple months ago with PayPal. Remember, they were going to fine you $2,500. Like, well, I was like, so is PayPal going to start monitoring my social media that has nothing to do with PayPal and then decide? So if I'm a guy mm-hmm. like me who's been 
talking about Wuhan lab leak theory for two years. Of course, I was proven right, but it would have been misinformation, according to everyone in the mainstream media. PayPal is going to be the arbiter of what happened in Wuhan, in my opinion, and be able to dox my account $2,500 per instance. That on, they have nothing to do with my social media. They have nothing to do with my opinions, but they can somehow decide to charge me that much money yep. uh, each time and just... Just take it out of my account. It's just a little, little debit there, uh, Glenn. I mean, that's what's going on. So it's not just this instance of PNC Bank. We saw it happening with PayPal. I've seen Chase Bank uh, not, want, not do the credit card processing for me speaking at an evangelical Christian event. Because somehow, you know, those, and I, I guess according to uh, Chris Ray at the FBI, mm. I mean, I guess evangelical Christians or practicing Catholics are now actual terror threats. Uh, except for, you know, the, the only people that are in terror threats are the people that seem to actually be committing uh, terror crimes in America. But because they check some sort of woke box, you know, they're on the radar, but we're not going to bother to enforce them because we're busy uh, monitoring your grandmother who was within 500 miles of Washington, D.C. on January 6th. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Uh, Don, keep doing what Never you're ahead. doing. And, uh, and anything we can do to help you, let me know. Uh, your advice, your ask, if you have an ask for the people uh, that are listening. Yeah, go go check out go check out MXM News so you're actually seeing these news and then spend your money wisely. Go check out publicsq.com so you can find the stores in your area, the businesses in your area, the banks in your area or when you're traveling uh, that share your values. They'll sign off on a, on a whole list of things or if you're a small business, put yourself on those platforms so like-minded Americans can find you. Uh, and give you that boost. I mean, that's the game that we're playing. As much as all of this stuff is politics, if we're not playing that economic game, there gets to be a point where there's a critical mass uh, that we won't be able to push back on. So, you know, I'm in this fight, and we got to keep going at it together. Thank you very much, Don. Appreciate it. Don Jr., uh, Donald Trump Jr., um, uh, on the uh, program. Uh, MXM uh, is what he's uh, talking about and what uh, he urges you to go do. Just go to mxmnews.com. It's a news aggregator. That's all it is. Uh, and uh, that's just too dangerous. Can't do banking with them. All right. Um, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to give you another way to fight this. But I also want to just point out, for every one of you weasel Republicans that have said to my face and the face of others who have been in your offices saying this is happening. And you said, what evidence? You are so myopic that you cannot read the tea leaves that are on the table where it's clearly spelled out. And you said, no, I, I'll do stuff for energy, but no, I, I don't want to take on the S or the G, and, and I don't want to give the people the right to get that information so they can sue. How dare you? Maybe you should reconsider. If those bills in your house, in your state, have not been passed, you call your Senate in your house and you tell them, I want protection from the E, the S, and the G. This has got to stop. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So Alex Stein, um, primetime 99. Um, I've been watching him for a while. And when I see people like him, 
I used to immediately go up and give advice and try to help, and <laughs> they always reject it, and those people always end up on the trash heap of life uh, because uh, they're so super talented and they don't realize the world they're walking into. Alex, I think, is the first one that is smart enough to know, oh, I'm, I'm aware of what the world is right now. And you walk a tight wire. You know, we, we had to stop doing it. We used to be a, we used to do funny stuff. Remember those days when we were funny, Stu? Um, and we had to stop doing it to be able to keep the brand alive and to be able to build the blaze. Mm-hmm. And we built the blaze so people like you wouldn't have to be afraid of of all that's going on. Um, uh, and you are you just started a show what two weeks ago? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Who's counting? Uh, you better be. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am. <laughs> uh, uh, you started a show, uh, prime time on Blaze TV, and. It is very different. You remind me of me when I was young. Yeah. Um, you're very different. It's very funny. And you have moments that are really, really uh, deep. And uh, you're, you're getting good people on and you're asking them logical questions. And uh, you're very dangerous. Well, So please be careful because you're very dangerous. And your kind of voice will be... We'll we'll cut the heads off of so much evil if you can hold it, but you're going to be a major target. Well, that's what uh, I had an ex-capo in the Colombo crime family, a guy named <laughs> Michael Frances, on the show last night. And I said, "Do you think AOC would put ever put a hit on me?" And he said, "Not AOC, but all the rest of them probably would." So you're right; there <laughs> probably is a target on my back, and that's uh, just kind of you know. I don't live in fear, but I do want to thank you because you did pave the way, and I know you built this company that gave me the opportunity to actually you know speak freely none of these media companies actually let their broadcasters or let their talent speak freely and nobody here censored me one time so not once that's what i'm saying that's what's so awesome about yeah, the blaze it's we incredible you know mm-hmm. uh they let me be incredibly weird guys and it's only gonna get oh, weirder. Yeah. but see i don't want to be i see now glenn though you know you, you walk that tightrope where you're just so eccentric nobody understands you so it's a fine line where i do want to have some serious stuff like this interview with alan dershowitz because this is a serious issue you know i, I know that's one of the reasons you want to have me on because you know this guy is one of the most powerful people in the world, probably the best attorney of our generation. Like I guess you could argue, oh, yeah. our Atticus Finch. You know, oh, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's connected with the most powerful people. But uh, listen, my family we're in the bail bond business, Glenn. And we actually get people out of jail. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I, <laughs> I'm actually a licensed so, bail bondsman. Wow. Well, so wait a minute. Hang on just a second. So. Do you have a business anymore? I have a bail bond license. Yeah, I'm in. No, uh, but yeah. I mean, is it doing any? I mean, because now you okay. don't really need bail. Well, yeah, <laughs> really, and that's why the that's why society's collapsing because yeah. in these cities like Los Angeles, there's a guy that had 17 prior arrests, Glenn, and then he no. went and killed. I know you know this, but oh, killed a 23 year old UCLA gra- UCLA grad student oh, at her oh, work. I, I could do one better. <laughs> in Seattle, just this week, a guy who went downtown Seattle, shot seven people, mm-hmm. killed one, was released. Without bail. Yes, yes. Okay, I mean, it's like, wait, you have him on videotape shooting people, 
and you're all concerned about we got to get rid of the guns. How about the people who are pulling the trigger of the guns? Glenn, you can get a bond for capital murder now. That was insane. That was never no. 10 years ago. That was impossible in right. Harris County. They're trying this in Houston, right down the street. So we say, oh, well, we're insulated. It's happening in Seattle. It's happening in California. It's happening no, in New York. It's, it's no, Harris here. County, the biggest county in Texas. So, so these people are infecting states like Texas where this bail reform, it, it sounds bad. They actually say bail is racist and that you, a bail bonds, and I can't advertise my bail bond business on Google. Yet the criminal justice system 100% has issues. It's not the bonds and the bonds are the third party police that actually enforce these criminals to actually go to court. So we actually hold them accountable. Without us, a police officer can't arrest somebody and then re-arrest them for that crime, right? So it's just redundant. The police force can't handle all these criminals. So by persecuting bail bonds, and you just give criminals an easier way to get out of jail. And listen, the same form that you sign to get a public defender, that's the form that you sign to get an ROR bond, a release on own recognizance. So if you got arrested or I got arrested or Stu got arrested, we wouldn't be able to sign that form and say I'm indigent. So we would have to pay a bond. So that just shows you how corrupt it is that it actually just lets out the worst and most poor criminals. So it's a really, really corrupt system. Notice what he just said. He pointed out three white people couldn't get, <laughs> and then he said the worst, <laughs> the poor. You know what he meant yeah, by that, yeah. right? No, but yeah. listen, we're not talking about the marginalized <laughs> people, but the bail reform, that, that's one of the biggest injustices, and it's just like the, like anything with the federal government. They're so dysfunctional. They go after the wrong thing. You know, we do have an unfair criminal justice system, and I think that we look at the for-profit prison industry. I mean, that's a huge red flag that we have so many people incarcerated, so it's not the bail bonds and faults. It's the people that well, benefit from all the private prisons. So, how old are you? 36. I'm old. So you're 36. Well, I look old. young. I'm yeah. getting older there. No, I'm just yeah, saying I, I can't I can't say I look like I'm 26. I try to. Can I tell you on my 40th birthday, <laughs> mm -hmm. I honestly said to myself, I haven't accomplished. Do you remember this? Did you know me when I was 40? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, I haven't accomplished anything in wow. my life of value. We are just starting the show. And we and, agreed wholeheartedly yeah. in the room. <laughs> and we just that. started this uh, talk show uh, about four years before. And uh, in from 40 to 50, mm -hmm. uh, I w uh, was on national television, Fox, CNN. Uh, I think we had 12 number one bestsellers in the next 10 years. I mean, you blew up. You're no, 50, you're, you're 40 to 60s can be the best years of your life. And I personally think I'm about to hit another uh, leg of my life and I'm almost 60. So you're not old. Yeah, well, I know. And I say that, you know, kind of facetiously, but, uh, you know, the experience that I've have, I think that, you know, that I'm saying that I've been successful, that the blaze has given me a show. You kind of need that. You kind of need life experience. So yeah, you, I, do. You, know, yeah. you do. Um, all right. So l let's talk about Alan Dershowitz. You just had him on. Yes, sir. And, um, and he talked to you about some things, mm -hmm. uh, and he's very open about all this, but this just doesn't sound good. No, and he said that before the interview, that I'll, I'll face the toughest questions. He prefaced the interview with that. Yeah. So he, here's where you took that. Mm -hmm. You admitted to a massage with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, that sounds bad in theory. I don't know. I'm just saying, as an attorney, how, how do we justify that? Because even, even that clip, you said you didn't get many massages, and then all of a sudden you're at Jeffrey Epstein's having a massage. It just raises red flags to the conspiracy theorists that are watching. Well, it's my wife had a massage uh, as well, um, and um, I was having neck pains, and I was representing 
uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and he said, uh, oh, you're having neck pains, I have this person. Um, I've had a few massages on my neck and, and my shoulder, and uh, there's just nothing wrong with that. Um, I did nothing wrong. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I was the one who said I had the massage. I didn't have to say that. It was none of anybody's business. But I have nothing to hide. I wanted it all out there. Um, and if you want to infer from having had uh, a massage um, for a massage therapist that we have checks uh, for, or that my wife had a massage uh, in Jeffrey Epstein's house, which she did. And by the way, um, Nobel Prize winners have had massages in Epstein's house. Uh, <laughs> heads of various uh, companies and universities. (laughs) Uh, It was a very common thing um, to have massages. Remember, nobody knew that Epstein was doing anything wrong. Mm, But he did. I mean, he was representing Jeffrey for that, right? At the time. He had some prior knowledge. And listen, we're not putting Alan on trial. I think he has been uh, transparent. I don't know. He's been, we've had him on several Mm -hmm. times to talk about this. He has answered every tough question um, I don't think there's a pattern in his life that shows that there would be anything like this. Um, he's also a religious man. Doesn't mean that yeah. he's a good guy. Um, but I do think he's telling the truth on this. Well, let's talk about who Jeffrey Epstein is. I mean, whether, you know, my tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist mindset thinks, you know, that he was probably honeypotting a lot of people and heads of state. Oh, I think yeah, he's putting absolutely. him, obviously, in vulnerable situations with he's, young people. He was absolutely... Yeah. CIA or something so like Alan that. So Alan could have been tricked or something. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that that happened. I'm just saying you're dealing with a guy that has multiple passports. And this is the problem that raises the biggest red flag and why we'll never, ever, you know, actually get to the bottom of it. Because if you look at the connection, you look at Prince Andrew's connection with Jeffrey Epstein being his best friend. And then you look at Prince Charles, who's Prince Andrew's brother. His best friend is a guy named Jimmy Savile. And if you're familiar with Jimmy Savile, he's literally the most legendary pedophile of all time. He was he, the he, top he, of the pops. And listen how bad he was. Oh, Glenn. my gosh. Wait a minute. Is this the guy who was uh, a, a radio announcer BBC, and did all that charity? Knighted by the Queen. He was a porter at the oh Royal Children's gosh. Hospital. Listen to this, Clint. He was a porter at the Royal Children's Hospital, and the conspiracy is yeah. that he was... No, a, it's not a conspiracy. not a conspiracy. This came out that this he was is a, a necrophiliac and that they would take bodies out of the yeah. morgue and they would do sexual rituals on boats and then throw the body on out in the okay, ocean. That might be the conspiracy. But That's we a conspiracy. Just, but, okay, but, but, <laughs> but he was taking... It is, it's verified that he was taking children Children from the children's hospital, oh, wheeling them uh, around and then having sex with them. Yeah. I mean, this Good guy God. was the worst of the worst. I did not. Is he really? Very Prince Charles? Yeah, he was knighted. He was. Yes. He grew up with Prince Charles. Oh, yes. And, and then so you just look at the connection with Prince Andrew. And now that he's been kicked out of the royal family, it's very ceremonial. It's not serious. There's other people that are in high up that have done stuff with children that have not gotten in trouble by the royal well, family. Well, I just look at this Epstein thing. And I mean... This is how Pizzagate. Yeah. This is how Which Pizzagate. Which is stupid because it. it's not a sex trafficking ring out of a pizza party. Right. You know, <laughs> right. that's not right. what's happening. Right. You know? And that and but that's how those kinds of things get mm-hmm. some right. kind of leg because yeah. you see this and look, if that little black book had just truck drivers' names in it, yeah. every single yeah. truck driver that was in that book would either be in court or in jail. Yeah. Well, if they'd spend one one-hundredth of the resources they've spent on January 6th on that black book, we would have some satisfaction. <laughs> but I mean, and, uh, and, and the no government seems to be interested in pursuing. Well, because they're all part. I mean, because right. the heads of state. What well, well, was it? Was it in, in the Virgin Islands? 
Puerto Rico? Where was it? Where Little St. James Island is in the Caribbean. No, 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 no. Where the where the attorney general, I think it may, I don't know. The attorney general uh, was accusing a bank of laundering a lot of this money mm-hmm. for Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein and uh, filed charges and going after him. Yeah. And he and she was fired that day. Mm. Yeah. And people don't even realize this. Dennis Hasser, yeah. speaker, yeah. speaker of the House. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just saying there's powerful people. That are, you know, that do bad stuff. But, uh, on, the, on the Dershowitz thing, though, I think oh. it's important to note that because, I mean, I, these these allegations have been out there forever. Mm-hmm. But the main accuser in this case, who has accused Prince Andrew and a bunch mm-hmm. of other people about the Epstein Island stuff, the only person he, she's come out and said, oh, OK, yeah, it probably wasn't him, was Dershowitz. She, yeah. she the actual accuser came well, out and said. He is the best attorney in the world. He she's is. Not, I but, mean, you know, she like, already realized, hey, maybe I shouldn't accuse this guy. I mean, I'm just she's saying. She's been that. doing it for she's years. Been, hey, but then she yeah. just came out and said, yeah, maybe it wasn't him. I mean, yeah. that's pretty significant. Well, I mean, yeah, especially because really you're more afraid of of Dershowitz than the royal family, than the royal family <laughs> right, and right. the Clintons. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. <laughs> Clintons yeah. have more bodies than O.J. Simpson could ever hope to have. And this now, now it sounds like I'm white knighting for Dershowitz, but I think Virginia Goofrey, you know, she actually helped traffic other people, other people supposedly victims to Jeffrey Epstein. So she's not morally innocent in this whole thing either i don't think i don't think you're gonna find very many yeah that's what i'm saying innocent, innocent people, yeah. people in she was innocent, very young though. i mean she I was mean, young i'm not i'm not I, i'm not trying to yeah, blame her right. i'm just saying it was a very bad web you know it's just yeah she, 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 she was you know oh jeffrey or alan dershowitz did this you know she doesn't know it was probably a very weird time i think too like my guess is if you go through that entire you may disagree with us but like you go through that entire black book all those names probably not that probably all of them did not participate in this but like part of the influence op- operation here, right, is once you're in the book, everyone thinks that you've done these things. Correct. Yeah, right? you're so guilty like, by Even if Alan Dershowitz just did a massage one time with his mm. wife on the shoulders, like the fact that I he's mean, in his book is going to make people question it until the end of time. Na, na, na.